Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 11 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I've been a geeky mom for six years. My daughter is currently downstairs in our um, rec room watching Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, um, which I talk about Harry Potter a little more later because everything in the world is in my life right now is Harry Potter. Um, so. <laughs> there are so worse things times. in the entire world. I guess, I guess, I guess. <laughs> So I'm joined by fellow mom, Regina McMenemy, um, who is head geek at the Geek Embassy and host of the podcast Game On Girl. Woo. Hey, Regina. Hi. And happy hot days. Our, yes, happy hot days. Um, <laughs> and we have our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com and the father of three kids. Hey, Stephen. For now. For now. For now. <laughs> Does um, that mean boy- there's going to be a fourth, or are you going to go down to two? Oh no, um, <laughs> the, the the that party is is uh, shut down. Um, <laughs> but, um, the uh, I am more than concerned that my sons, who have learned the art of uh, fisticuffs in their uh, <laughs> preteen years, um, may uh, bring about an end to one another just because oh. they're being just real dumb. Um, yeah. Did yeah. they get that at camp? They were just at camp, right? Yes. Um, no, I, I'd like to think that they didn't. I think they had it in them, and they spent time apart and uh-huh. not having to put up with each other and not trolling each other. <laughs> um, and so they had reached, I think, a sense of in, inner peace. And now <laughs> that inner peace has been shattered, and it's like... <laughs> It's like unending the balance in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Like, once there's no balance, then just everything is just out and out war. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, and my son, with his top knot, absolutely is the Fire Kingdom. Um, <laughs> or, I'm sorry, the Fire Nation. Um, and uh, Jake is one of uh, those crazy people that wanted to sing and go into the tunnel. And it's just an endless conflict. Um, that was an Avatar: The Last Airbender joke. Uh, if you get that, uh, at me because you get nerd points. Um, <laughs> they are—they're just real obnoxious. And we also—I—it uh, it is not. Uh, my wife has one hundred percent attributed it to. Uh, we have decided to give them access to Fortnite. Oh. And while I, while I would like to believe that it is not true. Um, it's. I don't think it's the actual Fortnite itself that is the problem. I think that it is. They have found a game that they like to play that has no pause button, mm-hmm. um, and they both like to play multiplayer with different sets of friends, and we share one account. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have that problem, and um, yeah, so we're going to have to deal with that. And it may include uh, deleting it. They've now played mm-hmm. enough so that they can talk to their friends about it when they get back yeah. to school. Cool or not cool or whatever. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I, I have no problem taking it away, but it's, okay. just, it's like so dumb, you know, like why do kids got to be stupid? <laughs> because they're kids. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my parenting is, Harry Potter all the time now. It's um, it's really kind of kicked up a notch, um, over the past few weeks, and I guess that's our fault because we bought the entire set of movies, 
uh, in 4K because they left HBO. You could stream them all on HBO now. And then it was like, poof, July 1st, gone. Um, So we're like, man, she's going to want to watch these. So we might as well just spring for it. It was 150 bucks for all eight movies in 4K. So it wasn't bad. bad. Um, uh, The first three of them still look the same you can't tell that they're in 4k well yeah Um, but and they had like pretty kind of questionable even at the time their graphics are questionable so yeah Yeah. four on though look really good yeah i know those graphics in one man yeah not hold up no 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 there i mean at the time i remember watching because uh it came out right before lord of the rings came out and i remember thinking I hope Lord of the Rings does better than this because <laughs> it's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's cool though. It's neat to be able to share that with her. Cause I was like, totally like over Harry Potter. Like I'm done. It's, you know, it was cool for a while now, but now I'm back. All you have it. to do is start playing the board, the board, the card game. <laughs> And you'll be back into it again. Yeah. I mean, when we're reading the books, we're about halfway through five. We've read all four. I mean, I read them to her. Um, she really enjoys that. We've watched all four movies. She's not allowed to watch a movie until she's finished the book. And it's funny because I, when we got the movies, like last week, I um, I went through and watched all of them as sort of a refresher of what mm-hmm. was in the last ones just to be prepared. Not that we're going to get there. We probably aren't going to finish book seven until the end of next year um, at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched them all, you know, just to see what might be some sensitive things for her. Right. And I like, um, I totally forgot that Hedwig died and that one's going to hit Anna hard yeah. because he really cares about the animals sometimes mm-hmm. more so than the people. And then yeah. I remembered, um, but knew it was going to be sensitive was that Dobby died. So here's yeah. the funny thing though. I told her that I was watching I mean, them. Spoilers. <laughs> but no, no. Oh. Sp- talk about spoilers. Hold on here. I had told her that I was watching them to see if they had any scary or sad point, sad parts that I wanted to know about before I watched them. She's like, yeah, somebody already told me that Dobby dies at the end. I was like, what? Wow. I know. I'm like, total spoiler. She's like, yeah, "Yeah, I got spoiled. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, (laughs) you know, it's hard when it's, it's been out that I had that happen. I actually spoiled some poor um, kid at a a presentation we were doing at, um, you know, we do the fairy tales and uh, superheroes. Mm-hmm. And um, someone asked me in the audience to talk about like these these parents of this like she probably ten or so mm-hmm. asked me to talk about Harry Potter and so I was talking about Harry Potter and blah 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 and I'm like well you know and there's the whole self sacrifice at the end where you know Harry's willing to do this which is very much a theme that we see in um, <laughs> fairy tales and they're just like. <laughs> And they're like, they're, oh, I'm shaking. Sorry, this audio. Yes. Um, yes. I'm shaking my, they're shaking their head and, and <laughs> flailing their hands at me. And, and I was like, there's, and then they finally said, well, she hasn't finished the series. And I was like, why? Oops. Yeah. Well, they asked. I right? know they asked. Exactly. I wasn't even talking about it. Like they brought it up and didn't yeah. say, we're on book, you know, because if they brought it up and said, we're on book such and such, then I would have yeah. stayed. But they just brought up Harry Potter. And yeah. Oh my. Yeah. One thing that is interesting about the movie, since I have like watched them all in succession now, is that 
The first three are rated PG. Four is PG-13. Five, I think, is PG-13. And then six. One of them hops back to just PG, which I thought was really... That's interesting. Kind of weird, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the others are PG-13. So, Hmm. anyhow. So, yeah, Harry Potter all the time here in my house. Um, uh, Before we move topics... Yes. um, I've noticed a trend in your media consumption... Okay. Um, over time, <laughs> um, because um, Regina, keep track with me uh, okay. if you may. Um, she's watched Game of Thrones front to back. At this point, gotta be about ten times. Not quite. But Not, I, I yeah. was gonna say six, probably. Six, and I'm starting seven. Yeah, six, I have to. I I six, have to. Yeah, I have a big difference now. Six, right, that's an excuse, yes. Um, six, I'm not saying you don't have an excuse. I'm not saying that this is inappropriate. I'm not saying this is unhealthy <laughs> behavior. I'm saying it's a pattern. Right, okay. Don't, don't read judgment into what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be rude of me. But, okay, so you've watched Game of Thrones, all, what, seven seasons of it? Yes. About 37 times. Um, and... Um, I know that there are a number of other television programs that you want. Like, you don't mess around. Like, does the one episode at a time thing just bug you? Can you not yeah. do that anymore? So now you just, it's just all or nothing? Um, well, I do that with Game of Thrones. you just binge watch the shit out of everything. I do. But I want, I mean, Game of Thrones is a, spe- is a special circumstance because I watch it over and over. As it is being aired, I watch it one episode at a time as they come out, like I did with Westworld. Right. Um, but Westworld season one, I binged with my husband. It's more my husband than me. Isaac's like, I don't want to have to like wait to see what happens for a week. I just want to wait until it's over and then watch the whole thing. Um, mm. So that's why we do that. I mean, that's what I did with, um, well, Isaac had been watching it every week, but that's what I did with Star Trek Discovery um, right. this last time. So, so yes, I do do a lot of binge watching because I don't watch a lot of regular television. You know, we don't have like television, television. So it's HBO, it's Netflix, it's Amazon. Right. Um so, I just noticed yeah. a pattern. I just noticed a pattern. <laughs> um, you don't just watch, you voraciously consume. Like, yeah, in the last <laughs> week or so, I've totally just watched literally every Harry Potter movie. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, I, I have to admit that I am guilty of this as well. My, yeah. my latest addiction now is um, the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but it sounds fabulous. Oh my gosh. They have this one host, um, Brad Leone, and he is like the way they edit, he does a series called It's Alive. And so he does he makes like he went to a brewery and learned how to make beer. And uh-huh. a lot of it's about fermentation. He made cultured butter and all this kind of stuff. And he he came out here to the Portland area. The funniest episode, I actually put it up on Facebook. Um, it's Savi Island, right? Is a little island off portland and he oh. couldn't remember it the, the end of it is the outtakes of him trying to remember how to say sabi because it's spelled like suave right <laughs> and so he's like going through all these it's just so hilarious and i i don't generally laugh out loud when i watch things by myself like i might chuckle but like chris kept looking at me because he's like what are you watching because <laughs> i laugh so much yeah but i literally watch like all 30 episodes in like two days yeah because i just got on a hook and it's like you know i get that I think voracious consumption is a good way to say it. I think 
at least for me, I go through cycles. Like it's summer right now. I'm doing all of my teaching online. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times I have a YouTube video on while I'm grading. Yeah. I have a lot of grading to do in a short amount of time and it keeps me focused oddly enough. And except I had to stop a couple of times because the Brad videos were so funny. (laughs) I couldn't keep reading, but um, yeah. yeah. um, Prisoner of Azkaban is Anna's favorite movie. We have watched that. I don't know how many times. That's my favorite movie too. Um, but we can quote scenes. <laughs> How sad is that? We can recite certain scenes and we'll do it to each other like times when we're not watching the movie just because she thinks it's so funny. Um, so uh, so that's your favorite movie, too. That's interesting. Yeah. That's my wow. favorite book as well. It's my favorite. Wow. Too. Four is my favorite book. Um, or it's my friend Julie's favorite. Yeah, because yeah. it's just different. It sort of yeah. breaks from the mold. Yep, um, sure. But the later movies... You know, I like now, too, having just rewatched them. But it's funny because I didn't remember anything about five through seven's part one and two of the movies or the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't remember. You know, I know the the ending ending of what happens, but I couldn't remember any of the details on the way. So mm-hmm. so, so that helped me too um, to watch them so I can predict things that are coming in the books as right. we read them. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but it's been funny. So I watched some um, sort of outtakes behind the scenes stuff for, for Harry Potter as well. And some of the ones from the first one are really, really funny because like they've got this, this scene of the, of them, of the three, the three, uh, Harry, Hermione and Ron, they're like sitting over a book, like talking or whatever. And the actress who played Hermione was like mouthing the, um, right. the, I've seen that. the other line. The, the, she knew the, all their lines too. Yeah. Exactly. And they're like, okay, you, you gotta stop that. Like, Right. You know, yeah, it was yeah. so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fortnite. Speaking of Fortnite, I think we're always going to be talking about Fortnite for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they have just released a pretty big update um, that uh, nursed the building, um, the starting health of all building materials, and it uh, increases the time. Uh, to build things, they have added a new uh, SMG uh, for you to play around with and have fun. The playground mode, which you talked about the last time we recorded, um, is back as well with some extra um, features there. Um, so, yeah, running. <laughs> this is kind of funny to me because it's, it's the opposite of most games in that the, your default now is running and you have to press a button to walk, um, which I find kind of amusing because it's that's, typically the other way around. You know what, what though, as someone who spent, cause we, we, we have Fortnite fever in our house. Right. Me and the boys have been playing and um, it makes absolute sense that you run before you walk. Um, mm-hmm. And, and a lot, and a lot of it is because the default state, like I am always, you're always running. Um, mm-hmm. And part of that's because, generally you start far away on like the far corners of the map and you do need to run to the center of it to try and uh-huh. stay away from the storm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, no, it makes total sense that you would have to hit a button to slow down. I think that actually is a quality of life improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I find myself on auto run a lot just so I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, Cause there's so much other stuff going on. Um, Cause you can auto run while you build. And not mm. have to worry about that joystick. So it's 
it, it it's actually I think that's quietly a bigger deal, but I think it's mm-hmm. something that you know it looks silly on a on a patch note because like yeah. you know, but it I, I, that is one of I think that's a quality of life improvement that like of all the things put in this patch, I think it's going to be the biggest deal like moving forward. I think mm-hmm. so. I mean, it's yeah. neat. Yeah, that's cool. They've been patching this game very frequently. Well, um, they have millions upon millions of players who demand free content. So, right, right, yes. I mean, but even like in regards to other, you know, like MMO-ish type games, it seems oh, totally. it seems to me yeah. like it's m- more frequent than most games. Well, it's worth noting it's technically not out yet. What? <laughs> really? So, um, am I? Yeah, it's in beta. It's, oh, I didn't it's, know it's, that. it's it's in early access slash beta, whatever you want to call it. I had yeah. that debate with my kids while we were bringing him home from Boy Scout camp. Yeah, I was explaining to them that it's technically not. I made a, a half-handed comment about like, yeah, it's basically it's not actually officially out yet. And, yeah. and Jake was like, "What are you talking about? Like, we can buy it. Like, we can get we can get it and we can spend money on it." And I was like, "Oh no no no, no. 2018." <laughs> That doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> You're buying into a beta. So it makes sense to a degree. I mean, I think eventually the updates will slow down. Uh-huh. But at the same time, Epic is making $300 million a month. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of have to add new content every day to keep their paying customer. Because they have mm. a lot of whales that yeah. are voracious. Right. Yes. I can imagine. Know? I mean, and some of the... like. You want them V bucks, and like there are people who buy everything in the store because there's new stuff every day. There's mm. people that buy everything in the store every day, or wow. a couple things a week, and like the premier skins are like 800 V bucks, and a V buck is like a penny. Huh. Okay. So like smoking a pack a day of Fortnite. <laughs> Although I really did almost pull the trigger because the other day we have not we bought the battle pass. I haven't spent any money on V bucks. Um, they had Luchador costumes with like the with like the the mask and yeah. i really wanted it but there's but my kids won't let me ah <laughs> uh, wow that's funny um so speaking of, of updates no man's sky just got its biggest update ever no man's sky do you remember that game <laughs> i bought it on saturday oh you just bought it okay i bought it on saturday in preparation for no man's sky next i bought it at gamestop with a fifteen dollar off coupon, and it cost me three dollars. Wow! Nice. Look at that. I bought it at launch and haven't really played it much at all. This Did it like, make you sick though? Did it make you sick? No, no, not really. I mean, it was a slow enough sort of movement that it didn't make me sick. It wasn't like lots of turning my head real quickly in all directions. Um, it was just boring. <laughs> that was the only issue with it. They've added a lot of stuff. I played it for an hour on Saturday and then said, uh-huh. okay, I get what it's like now. So I'm going to actually restart with the new stuff Yeah, and play it. Because it, the, the one hour I was like, okay, I can get why this loop is kind of cool. Yeah, um, I feel like I might kind of enjoy it, but I wanted to wait until I kind of want to play it in third person. Mm. which is part of the new thing. Um, I oh, think I might yeah. enjoy it more. We'll make it better. That's um, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, this is one of those things, especially if, a, if you have a PS4, it's cheap as all get out now. There's yeah. probably, pl- there's plenty of used copies because lots of people bought it and traded it in. This, uh, all the updates have been free. This is the game that they wanted to release. Like clearly yes. 
now that I look at the patch notes and like the progression across like these, th- this is the fourth huge content update. Mm-hmm. This is the game that they put on the whiteboard when they started the design process. And yeah. this is the game that got whittled away by the fact that they were working slower than they expected. They overscoped their project. They bloated it. And Sony came in and was like, listen, you got to release a product or we got to cut you loose. And so yeah. they finished the minimum viable product. And now yes. here we are. And we have like an actual video game from what it looks like. And yeah. people are still really salty. And it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't jumped back into it. I might now um, since I finished um, Detroit um, and just take a look at it. Like there's a screenshot. What am I looking at? Polygon. There's a screenshot on Polygon that already makes it look vastly better because the world just seems so much more populated. Like that was one of the problems at the start when I was playing it. There's like nothing on half of these planets. There's like a plant here and a plant there. And it was just walking around on just flat land that happened to be a different color. And it was just boring. (laughs) That's all get out. Um, But yeah, so maybe I'll jump in. And give it a try. Um, but another No Man's Sky news, Sean, um, what's his name? Murray. Sean Murray, who was head of Hello Games, who was the developer of No Man's Sky, um, come out and said that that they made mistakes. Duh. Um, <laughs> I don't think you need to say that. Uh, well, they never like, said I, it before I, this. I guess. I guess. Um, but I, I guess I'm having been privy to how game development works um, never blamed them in the first place because they obviously really were not in charge of their hype machine. Um, that was really Sony pushing things a little more, I think. Agreed. So, yeah, it was just I a got big... into, I got into an argument with the, about this topic. There's a buddy of mine that does a board game show, literally a board, a live board game show, okay. um, on Mondays. Um, it's a mug magic bug Monday. He drinks coffee and he does a live show. He runs Yanaguana games. Um, and he does this live show and he happened to mention no man's sky and like development bloat and stuff like that, you know, uh-huh. and not normally what he talks about, but he used to work in the video game press too. So he, you know, he just brought it up and this dude who I have never seen comment on any of his stuff went off Huh. On No Man's Sky and how they lied and how Sean Murray's a liar and how they're deceptive oh, and how blah, blah, blah. And I roll and and, you know, the, the whole thing was, you know, they probably shouldn't be getting death threats. Right. They probably shouldn't probably be. Not. And I would argue that they definitely should not. And he's like, well, that should that that goes without saying that they shouldn't get. It. I'm like, actually, it doesn't go without saying because they're getting them. <laughs> right. So we got to exactly. we got to. And I'm like, the amount of vitriol being level levied. At a 15-man development team who was being tasked with making and what was ultimately what was supposed to be an indie game. Right, yes. And was marketed like Uncharted. Like Uncharted didn't show doesn't show up on the E3 stage three years in a row. It doesn't. Right. It just doesn't. Uncharted doesn't. It gets one big you know, like it does its thing. Freaking Halo 5 was on one E3 press stage. Page, yeah. you know what I mean? One yeah. outside of like the little teaser thing. That's yeah. freak Halo. And yeah. this is No Man's Sky. It was on PSX twice. It was on E3 three. Like, this is insanity. Yeah. And there are a 15 man team making, and all they had made before was a freaking motorcycle game. And they're like, <laughs> like, they figured out how to do some wacky junk with an algorithm. Yeah. And like, all of a sudden, like, they, 
and, and I'm like the, the the hype train on this gets so out of control. I mean, I remember when this game was in development those three years. I was listening to podcast Beyond and listening to Colin Moriarty, admittedly a problematic person, but his point, but his points there were like, I don't know where people are getting this hype. It sounds like it's going to be cool, but like they're 15 dudes, and at the time they started yeah. development, there were only six of them. They're right. not going to be. There are hundreds of people that work at Naughty Dog. Yes. Like, and they were, and pe- like, it, you should, people were like selling their children to get, the, to make the hype for this game build. And it's like, come yeah. on. It's, uh, uh. Yeah. It's just so crazy. And here we are. It's finally released. Like, now yeah. it's out of early access, I guess. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, exactly. half of those people are probably playing Fortnite. Yeah, and have true. no problem with the fact that they got a game three years before it's finally done because who knows if Epic's ever going to say, "Oh, Fortnite's 1.0." Like, why? Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I very well might go back into this. Um, like I said, I finished Detroit. I'm just going to talk about that for a minute here. Yeah, I want to know what you thought. I really liked um, the story that I got. <laughs> The ending that I got, because obviously there are very different things. And one thing that I learned, which actually kind of pissed me off, is that a mistake, at least a, a mistake that I, I viewed as a mistake that I made very early on in the game, and only because it wasn't clear to me that I could do a certain thing, I lost an entire story arc, an entire story arc of one of the characters, one of the, the point of view um, uh, Android people. I lost the whole thing because of a mistake I made because I didn't realize I was able to break out of my, um, my loop, my um, whatever you want to call it, my directions from my person. I did not know that. And so I lost out an entire story arc. I didn't even realize that was the case until I finished it. And they're showing like little clips of different things during the credits. Um, Cause I always watch the credits Always game developers deserve to have their names be seen, even if it's very quickly. And I saw all these like movies from like this from this one character with like all this stuff. And I was like, what the are you kidding me? Like I missed the whole thing because (laughs) I made a mistake at the beginning. I was like, and it's one of those games, like typically I'll just um I I just I just roll with it, which is what I did. Um, I didn't go back and try to fix that, um, even though I realized that I, I I did something wrong. I didn't go back and try to fix it because typically I roll with those. If I had known that that was going to be the case, I totally you know would have gone back and changed it. But like I said, I'm a little pissed at sort of the developers because they don't really explain to you that you're able to do a certain thing so like it's it's the robot car this is really early on in the game so it's not really a spoiler alert um but she's is the is the android assigned to like the the violent dad with the little girl like the drunk dad and so the drunk dad is like you know beating on the little girl upstairs he's telling you to just stand still downstairs and i was like okay i gotta stand still and listen to this stuff i guess I guess. And I'm hearing more and more like escalating everything. And then I was turning around. I was walking here. I was walking there and it just said, no, you got to stay still. And then finally I hit like a specific place in the screen where I could just button mash X to just push out of my like computer program type thing. And, but it was too late at that point, the little girl died. And that's why I lost out on an entire story arc. Oh, 
Because I'm yeah. not going to go back. I would just go back and play those specific chapters, but you can't just do that. Like if you go back to replay that chapter, then you have to replay all of them because it switches. The point of view switches with each chapter. So even if I go back to correct that chapter, it has some type of effect on the other characters. So I'd have to play the whole thing again. And it was not a short game. Um, but other than that complaint, it was really good. I thought it was really, really well, well written. I liked the story. I liked this way the story ended. Um, I, I still recommend it. Just, um, yeah, just, just if you're playing as Kara, just know that you don't have to just listen to Todd and stay where you are. You can oh, okay. do other things. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, noted. Now, right. Um, yeah. Um, so, so it was, it, it was, it was pretty good. Like that, that one part of it annoys me because I feel like um, it was something that, that, you know, sort of falls on the shoulders of the developers because it couldn't, it could have been a little more clear that you had the option to do something. So, um, but anyhow, so let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, so this is something that's been throwing a, going around the internet. It was actually, some of this happened um, in a, uh, in a reply to my Twitter um, right after E3, when I said that Anthem looked disappointing to me because it doesn't look like you're going to be able to make an, an NPC um, team to go out with you. <clears throat> and one of the people that responded was like, Oh, EA probably made them do this. And I was like, uh, somebody else kind of responded to them and was like, no, dude, this is not how game development <laughs> works. Um, so I didn't have to do that. But yeah, so apparently this has been a pretty big thing. Um, but uh, what's his name from BioWare? Uh, came out, uh, did an interview and said, no, dude, that's James Olin. That's his name. We weren't forced to do anything. We just want to try something new. Um, and he made the point that Neverwinter Nights was kind of a different thing. And Star Wars The Old Republic was quite a different thing. So, um, so yeah, they say that they're still going to make games um, that are like their traditional stuff. But um, I don't know if that will really happen. I'm skeptical at this point, especially since Andromeda was such a... Well, not failure, but like non-starter. So, so I mean, yeah. hold on. Let's start. <laughs> Let's start. The Mass Effect name has so much cachet in the gaming universe. Yeah, there is zero chance that they don't make another Mass Effect game. Okay, not anywhere in the near future, though. They were not. I, I mean, well, the, the near future is kind of chopped up by the fact that they're already working on another Dragon Age, and they've confirmed yeah. that, and they're making Anthem. So, like, there's only so many dudes and ladies that can make video games that work for Bioware. But yeah, they, but as soon as Anthem is done, you know, you put a smaller team on development for the fact that it's a game as a service. You expand a little bit. Maybe you finish Dragon Age. Listen, I mean, Mass Effect, there is someone at BioWare who has a, who there's, they have had a meeting about Mass Effect already. They absolutely yeah. have to have, it was a lunch, I'm sure it was a casual lunch meeting, you know, sandwiches, <laughs> right? Like, but there was somebody at a whiteboard talking about like, okay, what will we do next? I'm not saying it's in pre-production, but like there's, there's some 
you know, somebody's doing it. And the reason for that is Mass Effect is too big of a deal. You go to PAX, right? Yeah. The nonstop N7 sweatshirts. Like yes. those NC set, those N- NC7, no, those N7 mm-hmm. hoodies like are huge. And November 7th is like a holiday for yeah. nerds. Like it is, if She-Ra can, make, can come back, and have her own Netflix series. Like, I mean this, legit. Like, if She-Ra can come back, Mass Effect is going to come back. It, it's You're right. They need to kind of cleanse the palate. They need people to kind of forget that the embarrassing parts of Andromeda. Also, I think I, don't, I think Andromeda wasn't the big issue. Whatever. Everybody craps out a game that's not great. They need to get past the fact that they caved to people about the ending of Mass Effect 3. Yes. That's the real problem. Because yeah. they taught their fans, you you taught them that whining gets you what you want. So now, <laughs> yeah. And so they need to fix that. And I think the starting of that is, yeah, is them talking back to them about Anthem and all that yeah. stuff. Like they taught video game fans everywhere that if you start petitions and whine and bitch and moan, you can get what you want because they changed the ending to a, the biggest video game trilogy arguably ever. Mm-hmm. because some people didn't like it. And the reality is I haven't liked the ending of video games for a long time, but I never thought that I could change art and they did yeah. it. So that's their flaw. I don't think Andromeda was the problem. Andromeda, whatever they shipped it too early event, you know, like that wasn't I, even the problem with that. I had with Andromeda, the thing it's kind of, it's like a miss, like with No Man's Sky, it's a misperception of what you're getting because they had pitched Andromeda as sort of this really like, you're the alien, you know, and you're going to go to all these worlds and meet all these different species. And you're sort of like just inching along exploring. But at the end of the day, you still run into this alien race who are bad guys who want to enslave everybody. And the story was not really any different from anything else. It was just boring, same old stuff. And the characters were not interesting enough and it wasn't written well enough for me to stick with it. That was my problem with Andromeda. Some Um, of those things could have been fixed with more time. Yes, absolutely. Because writing can get better as you have more time for revisions and things like that. But I mean, they're going to make another one. Don't worry. You're going to be okay. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm sure they will. Um, But you're right about the, the ending to Mass Effect 3. I was so mad when they did that. It's like, even as just like a, a bystander player, I'm like, no, because like as a writer, you know, I was trying to like, some people were like, oh yeah, well, you know, people have a right because like um, movie screeners, like they'll have like an audience of like, you know, 70 people or whatever who come watch this movie and that can affect the ending based on what those people think and that it shouldn't be any different for video games and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I am not going to write to Stephen King and tell him to change the ending of one of his novels. Like, this is ridiculous. Video yeah. games are the same. This made me mad. <laughs> Just, man. You know what yeah. Stephen King would say to people, too? Well, I mean, I don't Oh, he would he would cuss at them very much. <laughs> yeah. He would absolutely cuss at them. What's, what's crazy about this is, yeah, so they have pre-screeners. You know what? Many of those pre-screeners are tastemakers. Yeah. Like, it'd be one thing. It'd be one thing if Bioware rolled in and because they have pre-reviewers. People who quit game who quit working in games journalism go work for publishers and pre-review their games. Right. That's a thing. Like yeah. it'd be one thing if they rolled up and were like, all right, we're gonna go find a bunch of people like 
Nicole and, you know, like, and a bunch of people that used to work in games journalism, used to be games critics and got you all together, had you all play it and then let you got like, that's different because you mm -hmm. have like maybe some YouTubers, whatever. And like, yeah. had you guys do it. That's different because your tastemakers, you have an actual critical eye. The reality is the vast majority of the people who didn't like it didn't get it. Right. Because the ending of Mass, and I, I didn't even play it, but I watched the ending. I was like, okay, well, I get there are it. three endings. Yeah, but the end. But the, what I mean is, like, right, like I watched one of them. Mm -hmm. I watched one. I watched. I picked one. But like, the idea is like the vast majority of the people who were mad didn't get what the message was that was being delivered. Right. And so as yeah. a result, they were angry. And it's like you can disagree with it, you can not like it, but just be. But the fact that you don't get it doesn't mean you should go on change.org and say yeah. that it's bad. <laughs> Um, make a petition change.org man i just uh, I, that site you know, it has the potential to do such wonderful things and yet at the same time it's just so well, it much does ridiculous do, it does yeah. do wonderful things but people yeah. are stupid and misuse it i mean and if you but if you're one of those people who have unironically attempted to misuse it go ahead and at me we'll fight about it it's fine um <laughs> like it's just come on come on yeah. let's just uh, but yeah, Bioware shouldn't have caved. That's right. That, yeah, I totally. That, I think it, let's think about back, like back to like the biggest mistakes in video game history, and I mean this, like the biggest mistakes uh, up to and including like stealth launching the Sega Saturn at E3, like right. the, the Wii U in general, like <laughs> Bioware caving to fans. I think that's got to yeah. be top five. Yeah, well, it definitely is because, um, like you said, it makes everybody think that they have the right to do everything. So you see this now for every big game, mm -hmm. people whining and complaining that this was not right and it should be this way. And I mean, they, I don't know of any big developers caving to that. They did it to Final Fantasy. Oh, Final Fantasy okay. 15 had a whole chapter changed. Oh, wow. Because of a fan outcry and they're like, oh, you're right. It's not that great. Well, I mean... So they patched it, but they didn't just patch like the story and the mechanic, like the mechanics or like tweak some encounter rates or whatever. They tweaked the story part also to explain mm. more stuff. Yeah. So, like you had to go back and replay that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. so if, if, if Bioware caves and it teaches people that, and now final fantasy, like final yeah. fantasy had to change. Yeah. Oy, oy. We're all doomed. <laughs> Doomed. Doomed. Anyway, books and comics. I just finished the Maze Runner trilogy. Um, it was pretty good. The first book was way better than two and three, <laughs> but you know you're in the story and you want right. to finish it. It was sort of the the same reaction I had to the Hunger Games when the first book was amazing and the second and third and the second ones wasn't. Yeah, were not. Yeah. Um, so, so it's okay. I mean, I would still rec, I would still recommend it. Um, especially if you're into sort of this dystopian, um, teenage dystopian stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just started a couple days ago, speaking of Stephen King, his latest book called the outsider, um, which at this point seems like a straight up mystery whodunit story, but it's Stephen King. So something's gonna, <laughs> you know, you got, you gotta have something supernatural going on. Um, 
but man, I cannot put that thing down. I was reading it last night. And like, when I finally stopped, like I made myself stop. I'm like, okay, I want to keep reading, but I'm going to stop. And then I looked at my phone and it was like two 30 in the morning. And I was like, Oh man, I did not mean to stay up. (laughs) Not even close. Like, you know, my goal is like to get to bed at 1130 and I was up till two 30. Um, but so obviously, um, well, I don't know how it's going to end, but man, this is, it's a page turner. Um, so, so there's that. Uh, and I'm getting ready to read um, this book called Uprooted um, for my book club, which is coming up. It was my selection. It's an amazing fantasy novel um, written by, I can't remember her name, Naomi Naomi something. You can look it up. It, run a, it won, a, won a Hugo Award. Um, it's really, really cool. One of the things that is cool about it, besides it being an awesome story and everything, is that it's a standalone book. You're not committing to a trilogy, to a trilogy. or more <laughs> books. Like, you know, it's not like The Expanse where they're going on forever. No, it's just one book, um, which is nice to not have to commit to many, many books if you want to see the entire story. Um, Naomi so that's a good- Novak? Yes, Naomi Novak, um, Uprooted. It's a really, really good game. All right. I just call it a game. It's a book. <laughs> it's a book. It might be a game someday, although it's probably you know, right? likely be a TV show or a movie first. Um Movies and TV. San Diego Comic-Con was last week, and I was so disappointed that we didn't get a Game of Thrones teaser. I was stunned. I I thought that what you said was locked in. Well, after we talked about that, I looked up, and they didn't do a panel this year either. I mean, I can sort of understand them not doing a panel regardless, but they didn't do a panel. It's like the first year ever that they haven't done a panel. So when I when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, maybe they won't." But still, I was very disappointed. Anyhow, although you know, waiting for them to do it would get them above the noise. I mean, not necessarily that they need to be worried about that, but at the same time, they can just own everything when they finally do this teaser. But there were lots of things that were announced lots of trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at the verge. The verge has compiled all of the trailers for all of the big things um, of which there are a lot. Um, some of the big ones, I'm just going to run run down them real quick. Aquaman. Um, there's this weird new show called disenchantment from the creators of the Simpsons. Um, Dr. Who season 11, which Dr. Who will be played by a woman for the very first time. Um, Fantastic beats crimes of Grindelwald looks super awesome. Yeah. Glass. For that. Um, basically uh, a sequel to unbreakable and split. Uh, there's a new Godzilla movie coming out because <laughs> there has to be one of those every five years or so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, season two of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I cannot wait. <laughs> One of the other things that's very exciting for me is this Night Flyers uh, because that's George R. R. Martin's story. So he's oh. he wrote more than just Game of Thrones. He wrote this um, sci-fi stuff before he wrote Game of Thrones. So this Night oh. Flyers thing is is based on his his work, and then. The Orville, which is like Star Trek with, you know, purposeful sense of humor in it. 
um, who's returning for season two. Um, Shazam uh, actually looks pretty funny. It looks pretty funny too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got Walking Dead and some of your other stuff. There's going to be a Teen Titans movie, um, which my daughter is very excited about. We saw a trailer for that, I think, before something we watched. And she was like, oh, it's Teen Titans. Um, so, but anyhow. Uh, yeah, so lots of stuff. So I am most excited about Fantastic Beasts. I was talking to Isaac about it, and he's like, I don't know, that one looks pretty dark. You think Anna should see it? He's like, it's got to be rated PG-13, right? And I'm like, yeah, but the first one was PG-13 too. And it wasn't super dark, but it definitely had a dark aspect to it. Yeah, for sure. So um, so I don't know, we'll see. It might be one of those things where I go watch it first mm-hmm. um, before deciding to take her to it. But when we saw, there was a shorter trailer that ran before Avengers Infinity War, I think. And it started with like like a, the view of Hogwarts um, in the distance. And Anna was like, oh, that's Hogwarts. And I was like, yep, yep, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's coming out in November. I mean, I don't know. What about you guys? What are you most looking forward to? You go first. I go first. Uh, (laughs) Disco. I can't wait to see season two of Star Trek Discovery. Um, I thought that trailer looked insanely good. Yeah. There's the character crossing over from the original series. Oh. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yes. I won't try to spoil it if you haven't seen the trailer. I mean, they they hinted at the end of the season, but... I wasn't super impressed by that trailer because like, we've talked about this. Like one of the reasons why I watched, why I liked discovery and not sort of the other star treks is because it had a very sort of central character and it was really right. about her story. Right. Um, and based on these trailers that it looks like it's going back to the regular um, kind of star Trek format, maybe we'll see. No, I don't. I didn't get that sense. Okay. I didn't think that as I was watching it, um, because there was still just too much that was focused on her. Yeah. Um, and but there was still the humor, like they they have some really kind of delightful and corny humor in it. And, yes. You know, math is cool or whatever it was that they right. said. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was just delightful. So um, I like that. I'm I'm interested in Pike and how they're going to bring him in. Um, I was paying attention to lots of little details like the costumes and the different ways that they had the enterprise represented versus discovery and their costuming. Um, Cause you know, they're playing characters that have existed before. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for fantastic beasts. Um, I think that'll be fun. Um, I haven't watched the Orville. Um, everybody talks about how good it is and how it's really more star Trek than disco was, but yeah, no, I haven't watched it either. The trailer sh- just showed me like Star Trek with a little more funny humor. Yeah, thrown into I, it. I watched so. Shazam and I thought that that looked delightful too. That yeah, really fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be kind of dumb," but it is kind of dumb, but it it's is, but- pretty pretty funny at the same time you know, sometimes i yeah. think in this particular day and age it's really important for us to have dumb media to just kind of like have <laughs> stupid funny yeah. um i think i need that 
you can yeah. want that in my life. <laughs> yeah, there was lots in that trailer that I like, but yeah. when he's like, "You must say my name to get the power," he's like, "What's your name, Shazam?" He's like, "No, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, really? What's your name?" Right. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, that one looks I mean, funny. That was my. I mean, that's uh, of all the things that were announced. That was really my. I'm more hype about that than just about anything. Um, That and one other thing, and we'll talk about that in in, in a brief moment, but um, DC movies have been way too grim dark. Yes. Um, And the fact that DC is finally releasing a movie that is part of the DC cinematic universe, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that is not super grim dark um, is awesome. Um, Zach Levi is awesome. Yeah, um, I loved him in Chuck. Yep. Um, I, you know, I, I love all the stuff he does with um, what is this? What is this thing? Is it? Are they nerd. the nerd? The, the nerd herd, right? The nerd herd, yes. No, no, the nerd herd is the geek squad from Chuck. You're right. Geek something. <laughs> no, it's nerd. Um, Central. let's look. My, we don't have to figure it out. We can. But I like to work my brain. <laughs> That's the nerd machine. The nerd machine. Yeah, but, 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 but time is valuable. That's why we don't need to try right, and yeah, remember that's things true. on the internet when we have the internet. Um, especially nerd things. Like We're not talking about like the works of Copernicus. We're figuring out <laughs> the, the nerd machine. So the right. like he is you know, when, whenever I think of you know the and I guess spoilers for Shazam, but Shazam is a ten year old or like a teenager, like young kid who is um, can say Shazam and he turns into Superman more or less, yeah. um, which is you know basically like putting on the Iron Man suit only it is your body. And so when you think of um, like big is what comes to mind, right? That's right. Yeah. Movie as like a kid who is stuck in an adult's body, and that was obviously like the big one. Um, and like, it's the perfect, the perfect depiction of a kid trapped in an adult's body. Um, I will like, I mean, man, that movie was amazing, but I I think this is not going to come close to that, but Mm -hmm. this is a kid trapped in a superhero's body and like, who knows what superheroes are? Um, you know, like what's your powers? Like that is a cool origin story um, because it's kind of self-aware. Like they live in a world where Superman and Batman are real things. Right. Um, So it's like, what are your powers? You know, just that, that very scene. I'm just excited about it. I'm hoping that it will spill into the rest of the DC cinematic universe. Mm. Because maybe if they understood that they didn't have to be super serious and recognize that they are people that fly around in tights with the exception of wonder woman, she can be serious, but whatever dudes, they put her next movie in the eighties and hired Kristen yeah. Wiig. So that movie's not exactly going to be grim, dark and serious. Right. Um, get ready for Gal Gadot in shoulder pads, guys. Yeah. Get- I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Listen, wait. I'm not making fun of it. I'm oh, just saying, I know. let's get rid of, Gal- <laughs> I know let's, get ready- let's get ready for Gal Gadot with big hair and shoulder pads. I grew up in the eighties. I'm going to have an emotional attachment to her in some of those clothes. I'm just going to be real. (laughs) She's going to impact me in ways that I don't think we're ready for. Um, (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I mean, so anyway, I'm, I'm super hyped for that. The other thing I'm hyped for Spider-Man, the spider verse, we watched the trailer as a group Mm -hmm. and talked about it. Yeah. (sighs) Spider ham is in it. (laughs) Do you know who spider ham is? No. 
Um, he's a he's a anthropomorphic pig who happens to also be Spider Man, and he's voiced <laughs> by John Mulaney. Okay. Um, no, really, guys, it's Spider-Man. I'm blaming you. I'm just. Um, also, Nicholas Cage is in it. Oh. Um, as Spider Man Noir. So basically. Um, because it would be really expensive to cast a bunch of big name actors to be like real actors to do a spider verse movie. Sony is making an animated one and I'm super okay with it. The spider verse comics are absolutely insane. So if they really like lean into the absurd, like they've already proven that they're leaning into absurdity and like in the comics, there is a spider. There's a, the Japanese Spider-Man, has a, a, a spider tank that transforms into a giant robot. Okay. So guys, he listen. has a transformer basically. Yeah. Yes, okay. more or less. He's he's basically a Power Ranger. <laughs> okay. So like that's what we have to look forward to to Spider Man into the Spider Verse. And what's cool about this is this was like a San Diego Comic Con news beat, right? So yeah. like the only people who really see that are like the nerds, right? Right? Like. Maybe it'll get out somewhat to mainstream, but like really the headline for mainstream, like my mom is that Nicolas Cage is in it. Right. Because that's like the name that she recognizes. Right. She'll see spider ham and be like, Oh, I don't know what that is. You know, whatever. But like, if they're going to like the, the surprises that are going to come out of this movie are going to be complete. They they seem like they're going to be completely out of this world. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Cool, um, also, cool. did you guys see the production stills from Shira? No, one of my friends is doing VO work for it, though. I don't think she what? is Shira herself, but she is doing something in there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. How is it? Wait, hold on. How do we? How did you not tell me this already? That's so cool. It is cool. Like what? I said, I don't know what um, she's. I don't think once, she is Shira herself. Re- Regina, once again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Morla, uh, Morla Gorondona was on Gaming with the Moms back in the day. Like, I know. We brought her in. We filmed in the studio. Because, yeah, you know everybody. Well, no, uh, our, our kids are the same age, and Anna totally had a crush on her son, um, <laughs> which was so funny. Um, but but now they've they've moved away. They live in L.A. now. Um, but anyhow. Big shot VO actress. Yeah. Um, big shot. But, I mean, oh, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. I think that that show's coming real soon too. Yeah. Like in it September is. or something. Um, I can't wait for that. I think it's going to be rad. The number of people complaining on the internet about that cartoon. I'm just, I just, I'm so over compl- people complaining on the internet about. <laughs> wait, we talked culture. about this last time. I think you were like, Oh yeah. When I was talking about how a friend of mine skips over my posts because I had said that somebody dies in Avengers. And uh-huh. Spoilers, and I was like, "That's not a spoiler. Like, that's been yeah. you know, yeah, public People, knowledge yeah. for a year." Did you guys? Did you guys see Ant Man and Wasp? Did I not yet. see it? Oh. Not yet. Um, wait. So Steven, here's the thing. I, okay, I saw this before Stephen. This is so. This here's is the thing. No, no, no. Yeah. This is it is monumental. But here's the thing, right? I'm my wife still hasn't seen Avengers. Oh, okay. Um, it comes out digital on July 31st. So I agreed. To I, wait. All, albeit under duress but at the end of the day you guys know i follow orders yeah Mm -hmm. um happy wife happy life um and um because it came out while the two kids were away at camp it was in my best interest to follow orders um 
um, to wait. And so we're waiting okay. until she can watch Avengers. The only problem is uh, we were at a friend's house and they made a joke about the snap. Oh. And I was like, dude, shut up, 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 shut up. And it, <laughs> um, it, it kind of worked, but... Are you, are, are you spoiled for the ending? Because I have a really funny story. He's seen Avengers. Anna. He's Avengers. seen Avengers. I'm oh, for Wasp. Um, no, I am. I am. Oh, wait. Did you both see it? I haven't seen it, no. Okay. So I will see it. I'm going to see it like the weekend after, like the first weekend in August. Okay. So we can talk on the next episode. You can tell me the story in spoiler okay. section. Okay. I do have one last thing that I want to talk about that was announced. Okay. That we, it's super important. Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, having a crossover oh. source book. Right, I read that. I was almost going to add it into the thing. I was like, no, I don't I know think, how big this is. But. I think it's huge. Okay. Huge. And this is why. They've been putting out free ones for a while, along with each set. They've been putting out like little 20-page free PDFs. Yeah. Um, and they've been cool for the few people that use them, right? Like it's, and, and I doubt very many people have, but they're interesting to read. Like there's a, a whole subset of people who like don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but they read the books because they find them interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I being one of those people, that's going to change as my kids get older, but that's another story for another time. Um, but the... Um, but the fact that this is going to be a full print hardcover Dungeons and Dragons source book set on a world created for Magic the Gathering is mind blowing. It's basically the equivalent of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like in Dungeons and Dragons form. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there's going to be any other crazy crossovers with things that Wizards owns. But the fact that these two are crossing over is pretty rad. Um it, the reasons for it are pretty transparent to folks that are paying attention. Dunge, uh, Wizards of the Wizards just announced that Magic is going to spend th the next three years releasing sets in Ravnica. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, which is one of their more popular like planes, quote unquote. But yeah. So it makes sense, you know, why not go all in? They were already putting the resources into writing them, so why not just put more resources into it and then just print a book? It's brilliant. Um, I can't freaking wait. This thing comes out in November. Um, I am it, it, I am so all over it. I just think it's a super neat idea. And Ravnica is kind of neat. All these guilds and, you know, all these different races. It's this is this is a very neat crossover. I don't want to say it's quote unquote the most ambitious crossover in history or whatever, which I whatever, but I think it makes more sense. And it, what's crazy about it, and Regina, tell me if you if you agree or not. I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner, but I'm glad because I really think that fifth edition they have a better model mm -hmm. because they just came out and said that Dungeons and Dragons is having its best year ever. Yeah, and yeah. they're putting Isaac out less is books. Doing, is doing a game now um, with his friends in Chicago. They do all, you know, all of it all on over Skype the, and stuff, right? Yeah, on Skype and stuff. Yeah, and he just started that a few a few weeks ago. They do they get like every other every two weeks or maybe once a month they get together and do it. Um, but yeah, so he like you know takes over the rec room. He does it like on our big TV. Um, apparently, and he bought like all these dice. Oh my god, he bought like oh, you ain't, huge... you ain't, you yeah, you know. yeah, that's you, don't know. you don't know, yeah. and I mean that, no. I mean that totally in a condescending way, by the way. Not, 
<laughs> I just wanted to be clear. That sweetheart part was of it, though, 100%. Part of it, though, no. though, is for Anna because she just likes them because they look pretty. Did you um, get the foam ones? No, we Did don't you get the big ones. foam ones? The foam no. ones are so cool. Yeah, just... no, we got like a bag on Amazon of like sets of like, I don't know, it was like 23 sets of them. And they're all like kind of different wacky colors and whatever. And he's like, yeah, Anna wants them. And I'm like, yeah, sure she does. <laughs> so, oh, come on. Yeah. If you, if you say that, like you've never weaponized no. Hannah wanting something. Don't, don't come, <laughs> don't at me, bro. I mean, you've done it. trust me. Um, I have a very large collection of video games that my children wanted. So it's, I get it. Before we move on from this, yeah, from the dice. So, so Chris plays D and D and he actually has a different set of dice for the different type of damage that he does in game. Mm. So like fire Mm -hmm. damage are red and um, poison green. This is an acceptable decision. And does he have multiple of each color? So he rolls to see which ones are rolling high on a given night. So even though that's, not a thing it's not no i know not actually i don't know that he does actually but i know he has more than one set of each color but like it's just it it is it it is a thing i have a friend who is legitimately a mathematician like she is legitimately a mathematician and she has multiple sets of dice and will roll to see which ones are rolling high on a given day Mm-hmm. I am wow. not joking. Chris doesn't believe any of that like mojo thing. So like I'll we'll be playing a game and I'm like, oh, the dice are mad. And he's like, that's not a thing. And I'm like, the mojo is a thing. Like, <laughs> there's dice mojo. It's absolutely a thing. It's absolutely a thing. <laughs> even if it's just in our head. I, and that's, I said it doesn't even matter if it is in your head because then then it's in your head and right. then it affects everything. Like that's that's a thing that happens. People change it's, things. It's like, true. So I energy mean, he is important. Needed to buy dice. Needed yeah. to buy dice. So yeah. I support so Isaac's I su- dice. Board. I support Isaac's dice too. <laughs> Solidarity. Um, and, and by the way, if I may, it's not over. He has twenty-one right, sets no. of dice. Oh, he's not even Something close. Like that. I don't know. He's yeah. not even close. Yeah, not even close. Um, especially since he has an excuse because man, they come in cool colors and patterns. He can get pink ones. He can get no. I have yeah. a collector's edition My Little Pony set. I have the Girl Con dice. Ooh, well, yeah. I mean, I had to stop using them dice. because they were messing me up when we recorded our Pathfinder series. They were terrible. Were they, they were rolling low. Yeah, they were just horrible. I'm like, okay, where's my? You would think that they would be like, because because I mean, you would think they would be on your side. You would think. You but would no, think. they're just they're just trifling. Just, they were they're just trifling. Like, nope, you you suck. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you suck. Uh, you're, so you're a barbarian with a big axe, but you can't hit anything. <laughs> I mean, no. that's that's just how it works. Um, yeah. So all of these things are true. Um, yeah. I predict that he will purchase at least one set of dice a month for the foreseeable future until he, um, as long as he is playing Dungeons and Dragons. If you think I'm kidding, I'm not. That's my prediction. I might even undershoot this. Okay. <laughs> Amazon makes it so much easier now. It right. does. Yes. I'm yeah. sure he's on social media, so he's going to get fed at dice ads now. So it's right. over. Yes. So our um, when we got married, our uh, favor for everybody, we got the Chessex has like the rejects, and you can mm. buy a pound of dice. So we bought two pounds of dice, and we gave dice as our as our favor with a little fortune, gaming fortunes that I made up and put in the bag. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, it's pretty very, fun. Very cool. We named yeah. our tables after our favorite video games. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and Isaac said in his vows, it was totally unexpected, um, that that I was better than him at Mario Kart. <laughs> wow. Is it true, though? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is true. He also said that I cooked better than his mom, which was... <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> He's wow! Hashtag yeah. I mean, even if it's true, people don't say that. Why? No. Because it's true. It's true in my house. My wife cooks better than my family by a mile. But still, you don't say stuff like that. That's crazy. Was he trying to pick a fight? Was he trying to make them leave? Do we not want them at the reception? Oh, Oh, honey. Oh, honey. (laughs) Honey. Honey. Oh, wow. So anyway, those are the things that happened to Comic-Con that I'm really excited about. Um, did you guys see the new Disney board game, Villainous? Everybody has homework. Okay. I did share it on Engage Family Gaming's Facebook page. All of you need to look at it. Um, we'll reconvene uh, next okay. episode because I think our next episode will be on or around Gen Con. So we'll probably have to talk about board games. Yes. I apologize for the non board game loving people, but That's me and okay. Regina are going to have to get that. Uh, yeah. That's, That's all right. going to be a thing. Board games are games. <laughs> Board games are games. It's fine. Oh, I'm just saying, Gen Con is like E3. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's going to um, be bananas. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page. I write for the Geek Embassy every other week about Game of Thrones. Uh, you can follow the Geek Embassy on Twitter at, at the Geek Embassy um, and find them online at thegeekembassy.com. My personal handle on, handle on Twitter is at Nicole Tanner. Regina, as mentioned, is head geek at the Geek Embassy and also host of Game on Girl podcasts. Regina, what else is going on at the Geek Embassy? Well, if you didn't see it, uh, writer and critic uh, Tahani did. Um... Your favorite thing sucks, Comic Con edition. So you should check that out. Um, mostly because yeah. she talks about some of the real issues, actually, <laughs> in Comic Con. Like, don't be a jerk when you're cosplaying and keep yourself healthy so you don't get con cred. Right. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Um, I think we should start plugging this now since it's not that far away. But Nicole and I are going to be on a panel at Geek Girl Con um, in October in Seattle. So any of our Seattle or Pacific Northwest uh, fans and listeners who want to come check us out in person, we're actually going to meet for the first time in person for the first time. Yes. And we're talking about, wait for it, wait for it. Thrones. Yes. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on two other panels too. I'm on a, um, a writer's panel, I think. And, uh, oh, look at that. Sorry. I'm on a writer's panel and a podcasting panel as well. Um, cool. So we'll have more details closer yeah. to the day. But I got asked to be on another panel from their like panel coordinator. And I told her, hey, yeah, that's cool. But I haven't heard anything else. So I'm not going to say that I'm on that panel. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know schedules yet. Like we don't know when our panels are. So I'm right. hoping that three panels because Isabella as well, I think is on three panels. So we have a lot of people who are going to be repping at Geek Girl Con. So if you have a chance to come to Seattle, come to Geek Girl Con. It's a highlight. It's a great con. It really is fantastic. So check it out. All right. Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. 
What's going on over at EFG, Stephen? I mean, all kinds of stuff. Um, you should definitely check out our Beginner's Guide to Fortnite, which we published last week. It was actually a guest post uh, from somebody over at Inked Gaming, but they came on over, and they're the people that make custom playmats. Who knew they had a blog? Um, so they uh, wrote a, a really cool Beginner's Guide to Fortnite, and I think that's super important. Uh, Linda, my board game editor, is still... Uh, working on a series of lists of games to uh, board games specifically uh, being recommended by age um, up this week will be ages five through seven. We did preschoolers earlier on this summer. Yep. Um, she's good, gonna be churn, which is, yeah it's a ve- yeah so this is our big project while uh, Linda the school teacher um, has lots of free time. So uh, <laughs> we'll be turning away at that through the month of August. Um, other things we finally, uh, on our YouTube channel, have our games of the show um, from E3. I know we are late. Our My media guy rescued a kitten. I've told this story a dozen times. There's lots of pictures on his Facebook page. Um, but we finally have our games of the show, um, so you can watch those videos. Um, I am interviewing Steve Jackson of Munchkin fame on my podcast for our not the next episode, the episode after that to go along with his Kickstarter campaign. Um, and I'm super excited and terrified because Steve Jackson is kind of board game royalty. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, I'm pretty hype about that. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a very big deal. Don't worry. I'll be talking and promoting that podcast quite a bit. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with you in, two or three weeks. <laughs> I don't remember which one it is now because Regina is traveling. But we will yes. be... Oh, oh Stephen says it's two. two. Okay, so we'll be back in, in two yeah. weeks. We normally are. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.